0: Welcome to Redemption Church. You're listening to our weekly podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Wow, uh, so honored to be here. Best sermon ever. Uh oh, boy, you're talking about pressure on best sermon ever how about just a good sermon but no I got to do the best well I like to say it this way good better best I'll never let it rest till the good gets better and the better gets best so maybe this will be my best sermon ever today amen no but what an honor and a privilege this is is this not the coolest church in Beaumont is it not I take great worship and just people are great. I'm excited for you and uh, just glad to be here today. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to uh, Revelation chapter 22, verse 12, or if you have your iPhone or whatever you use nowadays, go to the book of Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. This is Jesus talking, and this is what Jesus said to you listen to what he said and behold i come quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone look at this according to his work let's ask the lord to help us to understand this father i want to thank you today for your word is anointed And I'm so thankful for that. I want to thank you today, Lord, that you've anointed me to preach the gospel. So I ask that you help my voice to get through this today. And Lord, I pray for the people that are here to hear it, that it'll be encouraging and strength. I thank you that you've anointed them. So today may we honor you in everything we do. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Notice he said that I'm coming. With reward and 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 never like before now in in the old days in the olden days they used to if you bought groceries at a grocery store they'd give you these little green stamps that you could put on a, a sticker and you could if you filled a card up you could take it back and you could get some kind of item like a dish or a cup or you could get you know you get they call it rewards Well, that's so old, y'all wouldn't fool with stuff like that. But I bet you on your key ring, you have a CVS rewards card that you scan. Or maybe you even got a Kroger's. You get three cents off on your gas reward card. Uh, Or maybe, maybe you're shopping for the best credit card that the more you spend... The more rewards you get, and you can get a, you can fly on an airplane with your rewards, cash in your rewards, and you can go on a trip, you can get a room, you can get, a, you know, just all these goodies. If you'll just spend more, just spend more, you'll get more rewards, and more rewards means you get to do more stuff. And, uh, and I want to talk to you today about uh, redeeming your rewards. Jesus said He's coming and He's going to reward you. And I, I want to talk to you about how to redeem those rewards because did you know there, there are some disclaimers? Have you ever read your reward contract? There are disclaimers on how you can use them. And you can't just use them any way you want to. There's, there's certain things you got to do. There's protocol that you got to go through. And I want to talk to you about today in and, and a society that is... Living for today, and most of your songs, and most of your uh, excuse me, <coughs> most of your songs, and most of the attitude is let's just live for today. We may not even have tomorrow. Let's party as if this is the last day we got. And they're not thinking about rewards, about cashing in rewards. What that even looks like. And I want to talk to you about three things. And the disclaimer that will rob you of your reward and so i want to talk to you about those things today now some people would say why do i want a reward because all i want to do is make it to heaven i want to live enjoy life life is short i'm going to get all i can out of life and then make it to heaven hopefully and all's well why do i want rewards that's a good question Why do we even have to pursue? Why would God, Jesus, come and bring me a reward? And did you know there's a lot of rewards that He gives to us? A lot of things that by doing certain things. Matter of fact, there is at least five, maybe seven different crowns that every person in here could receive before they get to heaven. Only one crown you may not care to receive and it's called the martyr's crown. How many knows that's the ultimate sacrifice to get that crown? But the other crowns are like the crown of righteousness, right standing with God, or or, or, our crown of persecution where you're going through heavy persecution. There's many different crowns, but we get those crowns and those are wonderful, but there is rewards that are being built. So today, as you're you're spending your life for God, there is a reward system set up. But if you're not careful, you'll lose them. And I'm going to tell you the three most dangerous things that will cause you to lose them. The first thing that will cause you to lose your rewards is trials. Every one of us goes through trials. Every one of us has uh, challenges. But it's our attitude during the trial. You know, we're all going to go through something. We're all going to face something. We're all going to have hardship. But it's how we do it. Have you ever heard having an attitude... A gratitude. Amen. And so in other words, nobody if you ever notice that when you go through something, nobody else has ever been through it. I mean, you you know, I mean like for example, let's say you break your arm. You break your arm and somebody else comes up and they broke their finger. Well, yours is way better. I mean, you're like, man, you got bragging rights. Yeah, man. He said, "Oh, man, I broke his finger." yeah, but you just wait. You ever break that arm. <laughs> You think your finger hurts. Wait till you break your arm. And then somebody else walks up. Puh, y'all ain't got enough. Wait till you break your leg. Oh, when you break your leg. Yeah. Somebody has Yeah, wait till you break your back. You think you got. See, it's kind of like bragging rights. Amen. You think you got a scar. Hang on just a minute. I'm going to show you A scar. And so sometimes what we do is that when we're going through trials, we assume that nobody's had the pain that we've had. Nobody's had the problems we've had. Nobody's going through nothing. We're the only ones going through it. Only ones. Trials. They come to all of us. But our attitude about trials will determine on if we will receive our reward or not. This is what he says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Whatever you do. Do it heartily as unto the Lord, and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ, but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. And there is no partiality. Now, what he's saying is that you're not just doing it to people. You're doing it unto the Lord. Now, you may not get recognition. Now, it's good to be up here in front of the lights and share and and get recognition. That always feels good when somebody gives you a compliment. But how many knows there's a lot of things that go on behind the scene? And sometimes, you know, you don't realize all the things that's going on behind the scenes until it goes wrong you waiting for the video the video doesn't come up and then everybody looks at the media guy what's what's the problem with him he may have got it right ten thousand times but one when you need it he messes it up sometimes we don't see and we can take offense when somebody doesn't appreciate what we do but know this when you're doing it unto the lord the lord sees it i mean like for example what if What if, this is crazy, now you have to go with me. You have to really stretch your thinking on this. What if you clean the church bathroom? Wow, who who would want to do that job? And and what kind of reward is that, that you're cleaning toilets? I mean, surely you'd rather be on the stage. Who wants to clean the toilets? But did you know that when you do it unto the Lord, there is reward for doing it? And too many times we see that we think God's just going to reward this, those that are in the front. But I want you to know there's great reward in the small things. I mean, just like the brother that gave me this water. Did you know in the Bible it says that if you give a cup of cold water to one of my prophets, you shall in no wise lose your reward. Did you know that brother Even though you say, no, that's no big deal. His thoughtfulness of giving me water honored him with a reward today. Isn't that simple? See, I'm telling you, it's in the ability to serve. It's in the ability to give it's in the ability to do and when you go through trials Sometimes what do we want to do when we go through trials? We want to isolate ourselves We want to seclude ourselves. We want to tell other people you don't understand You don't know what I'm going through, but it's at that time during the trial You don't have to let it be known now in this society nowadays everybody knows when you're going through a trial because why? Facebook is your biggest friend all you have to do is post. I'm having a horrible day. Poop, and it goes out. Every what's wrong? How you doing? What's what's happening? What's going down? Well, yeah. And so all of a sudden, you're listen. Don't be so quick to share your trials, because you're cashing in on your rewards sometimes it's best to carry that trial yourself now I'm not saying don't get counsel I'm not saying don't seek out advice I'm not saying get, don't get somebody to pray for you I'm just saying don't lose your reward during a time of a trial also Colossians 2 verse 18 let no one cheat you of your reward I was in the uh, Amory Mississippi I worked in a furniture factory before I started uh, into ministry and uh, and. You know, when I got saved, I just got saved. Uh, I was, this was me. This is me. I was either in or out. I didn't like lukewarm. Matter of fact, in Revelation, it says, Jesus said, if you're lukewarm, I'd rather you be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. I don't even like lukewarm coffee. I want my coffee hot and I want my iced tea cold. I'm with Jesus. Amen. I'll spew it out of my mouth. So I'm either in or I'm out, so when I got saved, I chose to be in so I was at work and I was working, and this guy that I was working close to he he knew me and and kind of could see my witness and he was talking to me, and he goes, well what why are you serving God? you know there there's no heaven there's no i mean there's no God, there's no heaven or hell and I, I said, well I, I believe there is now I just hadn't been saved very long, and he goes well, it's just, you know, it's whatever you want to make of it and whatever you want to make out of life. And he's trying to tell me and and indoctrinate me and educate me and enlighten me on truth and and, and all the things that he knows. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, I want you to imagine with me. I said, or do you believe there is evil and good? You know, there's kind of a dark versus light, you know, just the principalities. and, And I said, do you kind of believe that? He goes, Yeah, I could go along with that. I said, all right, let's just assume there is a God. Because he says there's not, but let's assume there is. I said, what if the devil himself come to you? He says, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you, I'm going to give you all the money you want in life. I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you live the devil now. I'm going to let you live to be 90 years old. You're going to have all the riches all the fame, all the glory, all the power, everything this world can offer, I'm going to give it to you. Only one disclaimer, only one thing, and that I need you to sign a contract saying you will deny God and go to hell with me. I said, would you sign that contract? He said, well, no. I said, why not? He said, I'm not signing no contract for my soul. I said, why not? If there's no heaven or hell, But he said, well, what if there is a heaven and a hell? I said, well, it doesn't matter. You for 90 years, you're, you're, do you live to be 90? You're going to have parties. You're going to have all the wealth. You're going to have all the glory. You're going to have all the money. Who cares? Right? Who really cares? Sign the contract. I'm trying to get him to sign the contract. I'm trying to close the deal you ever heard that term close the deal close the deal he goes I'm not signing no contract man that would be foolish I said come on sign the contract man all you got to do listen just just party until you go and what difference does it make sign the contract no and he get man he got angry he said no I'm not doing that I said why he said just in case there is a heaven and hell I don't want to go to hell I said Okay, okay okay I said well that's a good point I, I don't blame you I wouldn't sign the contract either. I don't want to go to hell. I said, so you sing for all the money, all the glory, all the power, you wouldn't sign a contract? No, it ain't worth it. I said, what has the devil offered you thus far? You're going to go to hell for nothing. Because you don't even believe in God. And you won't even make the, Jesus your Lord and your Savior. And can I tell you something? you don't have Jesus in your heart, you won't make heaven your home. So here you are, you wouldn't do it for all the things that I just said, but yet you'll go to hell for nothing. Isn't he a thief and a liar? Matter of fact, the Bible says the devil is a thief and a liar. And sometimes when we go through trials and troubles, we think that God doesn't care. And and if God doesn't care, I don't care. And and nobody seems to care. And we cash in our rewards thinking, I'm just going to live as if there is no heaven or hell. But I want you to know there is. And we're all going to be rewarded according to our works. So you have to be careful during trials that you don't succumb to your weakness and give in to this place of desperation and cash in your rewards. The second thing that can rob you of your rewards is temptation. All of us have temptation. Did you know that in the Bible it says that sin is fun for a season? It is. You can Listen, You can. if somebody tells you you can't have fun sinning, you can't some of you are like cover my child's ears <laughs> they already know it they already know it they already know Television's already told them that the music every day is telling them that the commercials is telling them that there is fun you can pote and have fun and sin yeah you can but oh wait a minute did i tell you there's a disclaimer there is a disclaimer in the disclaimer it says it's only for a season and at the end of the season, there's pain. Pleasure is swapped for pain. And what we have to do is realize that, yes, you can have fun. And yes, when you see somebody in that state of having fun, we think, I want that. But how many knows it's a lot of pain that is associated with that pleasure for a season. And so we have to be careful. And temptation is a hard thing for us to overcome. It really is we've all been tempted and we've all been tried the only person that's overcome temptation is Jesus He was tempted like every man but yet he overcome it he matter of fact said it this way he that knew no sin took on our sin that we could be free from sin Is't that good news see we've been tempted so sometimes you're going to be you're going to be tempted now this is the thing what is temptation when when is the fine line of sinning? I mean, you know, can you think about it? Can you dream about it? Can you kind of just focus on it a little bit? As long as I don't do it, right? I can think about it. I can watch it. I can, as long as I don't participate in it. And some, what we've done, we've kind of forgot with the balance of where sin comes in. This is where sin comes in or it starts out as a temptation, but what it does, it entangles us into bondage. It would be like this. If, if I took anybody up here, no matter how strong, the strongest person here, and I took some sewing thread, real small, I could break it one time. If I told them put their hands together and I started wrapping, I said, break it. They'd break it. I am a Schwarzenegger. I can break it. And i put it back up here. and i wrap it a couple times. No problem. Samson, right? We'd cut his hair and he'd lose his shirt. No. So anyway, <laughs> we'd put it back together and we wrap, 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 wrap. And I guarantee you, I don't care how strong he is. If he allows me to keep wrapping him with that small strand, he eventually realizes that his strength can't free him. There comes a time that in temptation at first it seems like you have it in control. But there will come a time if you keep yielding to it, it will have you in control. Does that make sense? And we have to safeguard ourselves. This is what Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 said. Do not be deceived. Now you can be, that's why he's telling you don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man's souls that will also reap. For he that sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit of the spirit will reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. In due season we shall reap if we faint not he says in due season we're going to reap." how do you know when you're in due season when you get to the place that all of a sudden you feel like you want to quit you want to give up you're in due season always remember that your due season in other words the reward and the blessings are about to break open in your life when you want to quit Every time, every time you're at the door of opportunity, of great opportunity. Matter of fact, you read every successful people, uh, read their books of every successful person, you will find that right before they gave up, a breakthrough came. Some of them living in their automobiles. Some of them were almost homeless. Some of them were at the place where they said, forget it, it's not going to work. And all of a sudden, boom. Boom. Every time you are about to experience greatness, you start feeling the heaviness of weariness. So if you're in the heaviness of weariness, I want you to know, God says, he said, take up my cross for it is easy. Take my yoke and you're taking your yoke and it'll be difficult. But I want you to know that if you can overcome temptation, so you got to safeguard yourself. You got to protect yourself because if you sow to the flesh, you give of the flesh you ever seen the commercial? I don't know if they do it anymore, but back in my days, they used to have the commercial called Ruffles Have Ridges. And you can't just eat one. That's what they told you. And you know they're right. Have you ever just tried to eat one ruffle? You can't do it. <laughs> and you remember the commercial of the lollipop with the turtle? How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Row? One, two three. No, who could dare to resist the temptation of sucking all the hard candy off to get to the two's row? Not us, huh? No. They're telling you, you can't wait. It's so good. You got to do it now. And too many times we're cashing in our rewards because the temptation is so good. Oh, I want it right now. And then after we get it, we're like, what did I do? Oh, God, I'm so sorry. God, please forgive me. Oh, I didn't want to do it. And then all of a sudden we begin to focus on the wrong things. Have you ever noticed that if we gain three pounds, we're so aggravated? If we lose three pounds, we're like, we're still aggravated. I didn't lose enough. In other words, we we should be rejoicing in when we're doing right, even if it's in ounces. Even if we're just moving in our direction, we should be rejoicing. The third thing that will lose us and our rewards is time. Too many times we think we've got plenty of time or we wasted time. And too many times we don't live at where we're at right now. Okay, let's say you did. Let's say you've wasted the last 20 years. Let's say you've went and you blowed it. But I want you to know God is a redeemer of time. He owns time so you don't have to worry. But let's say also you feel like you got plenty of time so I'll serve the Lord tomorrow. I'm going to really, you know, I've got a little living to do and I'm, I'm going to give it a little more time and then I'm really really, I really am, I'm going to sell out and give it my all. In 1555 there They were crucifying and burning at the stake. Christians or anyone that claimed to know Jesus Christ, they would burn them as an open example that if you serve Jesus, you will die at the stake. There was a a man that was about... His name was Thomas. He was about... that Each day they'd pick a prisoner. Thomas was going to be the next day. They just watched the witness of one in torment burning with flames. Thomas's room uh, partner that was uh, in the next cell whispered under, and he goes, I know your time is tomorrow. He said, but could you do me a favor when they tie you to the stake and they set you afire? He said, could you raise your hand and lift it up to let me know that even in the heat of persecution that you still have a peace of mind? Just lift him up, and that will let me help me, because he's next. He's sitting in. You can imagine the sleepless nights, knowing that you're coming to your death. Time is coming to an end can't plan about your future can't plan about your retirement program you can't plan about what you're going to see your grandkids or or your family members you can't plan about vacation you're not going on a cruise next week you know you're not going to get to travel around the world you're not going to get to climb a certain mountain can't do all that you're in prison you are coming up tomorrow to be burned at the stake because you say jesus is the son of god Next day, come and they tied Thomas to the stake and as the fire engulfed him, burning the ropes off and burning his body to a crisp. His whole body's in flames. They watched for a long time. Thomas didn't move. He just stood there like froze. Burning. His skin charred black. The flesh burning. You could smell it. The the cell partner watched, looked at Thomas, no movement. You can imagine, he's probably thinking, oh my goodness, it must be unbearable. All of a sudden, this body that was burnt to a crisp, Thomas threw his hands up, and he clapped them three times, and then he died. Then his partner knew there is peace in a time of trouble. No matter what they do to you, no matter what you face, no matter what you go through, I want you to know God's coming to reward you. There is eternal life after this life. And you're going to have to challenge yourself to be disciplined to receive rewards. So how do you cash in on these rewards? It's the little simple things. If you give a cup of cold water, you won't lose your reward. If you do it unto the Lord, you won't lose your reward. If you will yield your life to God and say, starting today, I'm I'm going to quit trying to live for today. I'm going to start living for God. I'm going to spend my life here on earth for Jesus that I may cash in my rewards for eternity. Let me tell you something. You may be the only Jesus that somebody encounters this coming week. You may be it. You know, as they make their way up a keyboard... uh, You may be the person that is trying to figure out, well, you know, I don't know enough Bible to witness to somebody. I don't know really what to say or what to do or who to say it to. I want you to know. I want you to think of it this way. What would it be like? How would you feel if you worked next to someone or you lived next to someone or you knew someone for a year, three years, four years and on the day of judgment while you were standing watching all mankind get judged see there's the great white throne and then there's the judgment seat of christ the great white throne is for the wicked to be judged the judgment seat of christ is for those that accepted jesus christ as our savior our our failures Our shortcomings will be brought up on that, but we'll be covered with the blood of Jesus. Amen. And make heaven our home. But on the great white throne, everything shall be revealed. Could you imagine when you're witnessing the great judge judge every person that walks up? You realize that's the co-worker you sat next to. And he's saying, but I didn't know. Nobody ever told me. I would have served you had somebody told me. I, I would have committed my life had I any, if anybody would have told me. I don't know. It'd be bad if they made eye contact with you saying, why didn't you tell me? That'd be tough, wouldn't it? Let's not live so much for today that we forget there are rewards that are coming. And He's coming and bringing them with him. I don't know about you, but I know sometimes it's, it's always you don't expect a reward. It's it's good to get a reward, and in this society nowadays, that there are a lot of rewards given out for small things that you really don't have to contribute a lot to. But can I tell you something? Living for Jesus. is going to be the most challenging thing you do. I don't want you to think it's a popular thing, it's a cool thing because there will come a time the crowd will turn. Remember Jesus? There was a time when everybody was following him the crowd turned on him. Matter of fact, the same crowd that was following him was chanting, crucify him. Sometimes your walk for Jesus is going to cost you very deeply. But the good news is you have a reward that is beyond what you're experiencing. When we get to heaven, it's going to be a great reward. And did you know there's going to be, have you ever heard the term, the marriage supper of the Lamb? What that means is when we all get to heaven, there's going to be a big feast and a big celebration with Jesus. Have you ever went to a birthday party and everybody brought a gift but you? You forgot a gift. You didn't know you were supposed to bring a gift. It's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) Open it up. Oh, this is from Cindy. This is nice. Oh, this is from Bobby. This is nice. Oh, this is from Jeffrey. Everybody's name's called out but yours. Ouch. It's kind of obvious you didn't bring a gift. When we get to heaven and the crowns and the rewards that are given out, they are to be bestowed back upon Jesus. It will be great to make it to heaven, but don't go empty handed. Don't go to this celebration empty-handed. What can I do? Start today. I want you to make a commitment that y'all are going to begin. Y'all starting a new beginning. You're leaving this place. You're getting your own place. You're going to start a new beginning. What if we made a commitment that we're going to start witnessing, encouraging, inviting, helping wherever we can help and start laying up our rewards in heaven? What would that look like? that we could offer Jesus when he comes. Would you bow your head with me? Close your eyes. I'm going to ask the Lord to help you to know how to redeem your rewards and not to cash them in too early. Heavenly Father, I believe there's people here today, their hearts are leaping. They want to do right. They love you. <laughs> they want to be faithful, they want to serve you. Some of them are going through some trials. With your head bowed and your eyes closed. If you're going through some difficult trials right now and and you you just I'd like to pray for you. You can slip your hand up and write back down. You're going through it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless. I see those hands. Father, I pray for every person that raised their hand and those that were reluctant because they're ashamed of the trial they're in. I pray that you would comfort them and strengthen them and help them. And I pray that courage would rise up in their spirit. I pray that they will be victorious and that today they will catch your breath and there'll be a new hope and a new beginning. If there's some of you here today, you're struggling with temptation. You're struggling with some of the strongholds of the past. You're living for Jesus, but it just seemed like this thing that you're trying to overcome just keeps coming back hitting at you and hitting at you and you need a prayer with every head bowed every eye closed slip your hand up and right back down god bless you god bless you god bless you father i pray for those the temptation is overwhelming god sometimes they don't know what to do with it i come against that god you did not give us a spirit of fear but of love and a power and a sound mind i declare freedom from that whom the son has set free is free indeed I command that bondage to be broken in Jesus name maybe you're here today and you will admit I haven't been investing my time wisely for the kingdom of God it's been more about me than it's been about God but starting today I hear you preacher I'm going to make a new challenge and I'm going to make a commitment that I'm going to spend more time about the kingdom than about my kingdom. If that's you, just slip your hand up and write back down. You're going to spend more time about his kingdom than yours. God bless you. God bless you. Father, I pray for those that have raised their hand. They're saying, I'm going to make a better commitment. I'm going to start giving of myself. I'm going to sell out. Now, this is the big one with every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you came today and you're like that guy that you're saying, well, I'm just going to live and not worry about it. But then when it came down to it, he wouldn't sign the contract. I want you to know there's a real devil. There's a real hell. There's a real heaven. I don't want you to go there. But if you don't know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you will not make it to heaven. You cannot make it to heaven. Redemption Church meets every Sunday morning on Crockett Street at the gig. If you would like to know more, you can find us online at www.redemptiontx.com or join us for one of our two services at 9.30 or 11.15 a.m. Sunday mornings in downtown Beaumont. Kids are welcome too. We are Redemption and we would love to meet you.